podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And as we race for the playoffs, Lewis, we've got uh, to go to New Orleans. We've got to go to New Orleans. We have to go to New Orleans. We have to beat New Orleans. We have to fly back from New Orleans, and then we have to prepare for the following week. Yeah, we've got to go to New Orleans. That's the only way we stay in the hunt, right? Yep. That's the only way we stay in the hunt is if we win. If we lose... I mean, our chances uh, just crumble pretty much. I mean, there's probably a slim chance, depending on basically six different teams. Yeah, it's like one or two percent. It's nothing to get excited about. No, not at all. I mean, listen, if you don't win these last three games, then you don't deserve to be there. I mean, 10 and 7, I think, is a good measure of uh, a playoff team, you know, especially if we somehow win nine in a row, which which is insane. Yep. But uh, is it possible? Yes, it is. I mean, none of these teams are, you know, what are they favored by, Mike? Do you know New Orleans? Three and a half. Three and a half. I mean, that's a field goal. A little bit more than a field goal. So it's not like, you know, we're going in and we're 10, 15 point underdogs. In this game, the following week against Tennessee, you know, I don't see us being a big underdog in that game with the way they're playing football right now. And the New England game here in Miami, I don't think we're going to be a big underdog. I think New England would probably be favored, and I guess that depends a lot on what both teams do. A couple of points, probably. Yeah, I mean, all the games are winnable is what I'm getting at. And, um, you know, how do we win these games is the big question, you know, and starting with this week. And, you know, I think the only way we win this football game is is if the offense succeeds in any way, shape, or form because – you know, New Orleans offense, you know, we'll start off with them, I guess, you know, since, since I'm bringing them up first. Okay. Uh, they're, they're, they're not that good. I mean, you know, they're, they're 26th in the league in total offense. So, I mean, they're at the bottom. And they're where one are we? Of, I'm not sure where we're at these mm-hmm. days, but we're not far. <laughs> <laughs> we're not far from them. You know what's funny about that question? These teams almost asked? mirror each other. Mike, I, do you know where we're at right now? Because honestly, I haven't looked at our, I've been looking at our defense and we're. No, I'd, I'd have to look it up. Well, I'll look it up as we're talking here. But the bottom line is this, is that right now, their offense is 26th in the league. And to answer your question, Mike, we are now 23rd overall in the league. How about that? Yeah, we're getting up. We're getting up there. We were 31st for weeks upon yeah. weeks. Now we're 23rd in the league. And, and I think that's just based on yardage per game. I think that's what, you know, the, the stat that I'm looking at in regard to CBS Sports 
our defense is now ranked 18th, and uh, they've been moving up steadily. I mean, you know, that, that's where you're happy, and that's where, you know, we, we went from, I believe, 32nd. I believe we were dead last we were, at one yes. point. And, I mean, the fact that over this winning streak, you know, we've moved up an incredible amount of spots in regard to total defense – uh, says a lot about, you know, it says a lot about why we've been winning games. I mean, the offense has improved as well. So, you know, on both sides of the football, we, we've, uh, you know, we've exceeded expectations. You know, um, early on in the season, we were struggling. Um, middle of the season, <laughs> we were struggling mightily. I mean, we were losing games we shouldn't have lost. And both sides of the football, even special teams, I mean, every aspect was, was just, you know, way, way off. And right now, every unit is playing much better. So getting back to New Orleans offense, uh, is what, which is what I started to talk about, you know, you look at this team, you start off at the quarterback position, right? You've got Taysom Hill, and he, he's, an, he's an interesting character, you know? I mean, he's, <laughs> he's, he's a linebacker playing quarterback, basically. Um, he doesn't scare you in the passing game at all. I mean, through his first couple of games as a starter, Mike, he's got two touchdowns and he's thrown five interceptions. And surprisingly enough, through the 10 games that he's played and he's been sacked seven times. It's not a big number, right? Right. But, you know, a guy, a guy like him, you wouldn't expect to get sacked that much because he, you know, he'll, he'll break tackles, so on and so forth. So they've gotten to him. When when they when you keep him in the pocket, he struggles, and that's what the Dolphins are going to have to do. They're going to have to put them in passing situations and make this guy make plays down the field. And you know, watching him quite a bit over the last month, uh, you know, he lacks he lacks ability to an extent. I mean, can he throw the football? Yes, but he's not a world beater by no means. And our secondary should be able to handle their receivers. You know, I'll move on to them next. Um, what's interesting before I move on to their receivers is that uh, Simeon, their quarterback who is now their backup in his games, he played in five games. He had nine touchdowns and three interceptions. So he was doing much better in regard to the passing game. So it's interesting that they made that change to Hill. Sure. And, uh, you know, basically bench Simeon because I'm pretty sure he's healthy right now. And it, it's surprising to me that, um, you know, Hill's still in there. I mean, the other night I know they beat Tampa 9 nothing, but, I mean, you know, that's three field goals. So it's yeah. not like, you know, they went out and lit it up offensively. I mean, the defense just absolutely destroyed Tampa. And, and that's the scary part. And we'll get to their defense in a little bit. But getting back to the offense once again. You know, you've got at receiver, you've got Marquez Callaway and Deontay Harris. Those are their two starters. And uh, they've got really good averages per catch 15.4 for Callaway, 16.9 for Harris. So when they are catching the ball, it's for some pretty nice chunks of change. I mean, when they throw the ball, they're throwing the ball down the field, Mike. They have nine touchdowns between them as well uh, Callaway with six and Harris with three. So, they can hurt you. Our corners, I think, will match up pretty well against well, these guys. Well, that's that's just it. You know, I think Howard would probably look forward to the challenge. Of course, and Jones on the opposite side as well in the safeties. I think that you know this is a team that if you're attacking them, you know, let's let's go to their running game before you know I discuss um, 
you know, how, how I think we should attack this team. Uh, their running game, Kamara is exceptional, but he hasn't been exceptional this year. He's only averaging 3.6 yards a carry, which is shocking to me with the amount of talent he has. Now, I don't know how their offensive line grades out, but not very well. Not very well, and that's that's what I was assuming was the issue. Um, Left tackle is pretty good. Everybody else is. Uh, they could probably compete on our team for a starting spot. Yep. Well, that's that's enough said in regard to their offensive line. I mean, when you see a guy like Kamara averaging 3.6 a carry, uh, something's not right there. And Taysom Hill is, it averages about 5.9 yards a carry. He has five touchdowns rushing the football. He actually has more touchdowns rushing than Kamara has, who has four <laughs> at this point in the season. So that's quite interesting because um, both of them have missed playing time this year, both Kamara and Hill. But those are the two big guys in their run offense. They also picked up Mark Ingram. They brought him back over, and he's averaging about 3.8 yards a carry, and he backs up Kamara. So they do have some guys that are capable, but with the offensive line play, they haven't been overly successful running the football. So, Mike, it, get a few words in here because I've been rumbling. It's late, and you know how I am late at night. I just, you know, <laughs> um, you know, I'm fired up. It's it's a whole different animal altogether from when we do the morning shows. Go ahead, you you talk to me a little bit about what your thought process is in regard to attacking uh, their offense with our defense. Well, I think you're going to play the way we've been playing. I think you're going to be aggressive. Uh, you obviously have to keep Hill in the pocket. You don't want his legs to beat you. Agba and Wilkins should have an advantage uh, on their side over um, Ruiz and, and Mills. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if we can get pressure that way, you know, and, and uh, Van Ginkle or uh, Needham or Jones or whoever's out there, Hollins, you know, can just clean up. Right. Uh, we, we Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's just I think we have to pressure them. You know, we have to force this guy into mistakes because he'll make them. Yep. I, oh, there's no question about that. And my, you know, I mean, you know, two interceptions, I mean, five interceptions, two touchdowns through his games tells you that he struggles throwing the football. Now, we got to put them in a position to where he has to throw the football, Mike, which means, you know, I think we put a bunch of guys in the box, we play a single safety high, and, you know, we, we force them into saying, okay, you know what, guys, go ahead, throw the football. And, uh, you know, we're going to pressure you. Uh, we have to spy him. You know, the interesting thing about him compared to some of the other quarterbacks we've gone against, like Jackson and, and Allen, and, and, you know, Allen is, is, is a strong guy, but, but this guy's like a fullback. He's like Mike Allstott running the football. When, <laughs> you know, he'll run you over. Yeah. So the tackling has to be there this week. We cannot, we can ill afford this guy just busting tackles all over the field. We can't have it. We just can't have it. We have to tackle and we have to wrap this guy up and not allow him to get any kind of yardage after initial contact because he will hurt you in that manner. We don't want to see him get any kind of uh, confidence. We want to take it away from him early, and that's how we're going to be able to beat this team, Mike. Well, Lewis, if you watched our defense the past couple of weeks, one thing you've noticed is they are getting people around the football. Yes. Not one guy, not two guys, but three, four, five guys are, are around the football. Yes. So if they continue to do that, I'm not worried about Hill. 
No. You ha- Listen, when you have two corners that line up on the outside and go man-to-man, it allows you the freedom to do just what you said, Mike, to have guys around the football, at around the line of scrimmage. You know, Kamara is averaging 3.6 yards a carry. Our run defense has been playing extremely well. So, I, you know, I feel good about the fact that we'll be able to put them in passing situations. And when we do, I think they're going to struggle because we're going to take it to them. You know, as long as we don't give up big plays down the yep, field because exactly. they are capable, yep. um, you know, we should be able to control them in regard to our defense against our, our their offense. I mean, I like this matchup. I think it's a nice challenge for this team on the road. You know, they've, they've got to put their big boy pants on this week because, you know, it's a, it's Monday night football. Well, I'm going to give you a New quick Orleans. history lesson, Lewis. Yep. Yeah, and you may remember it. The last okay. time we played in New Orleans on a Monday night, yep, it was 2013, mm-hmm. and Ryan Tannehill was our quarterback. Mm-hmm. The Saints beat us 38 to 17. Mm-hmm. Sproles scored twice, and Jimmy Graham scored twice, and it really wasn't a ball game. No, I remember it very well. Yeah, so I mean, if we're going to go in there, we got to go in there with an attitude because that crowd is going to be psyched up. They're all going to be wearing black and and. Uh, you know, they know what's at stake. They need to win just as badly as we do. And uh, I'm sure the coaches are driving that message home to the players this week. You know, they're going to have to go in there and, and be ready to fight. You know, no question about it. I mean, you know, the team that you just referred to, Mike, on offense was just phenomenal. I mean, yep. they had some really good players. I mean, you mentioned Jimmy Graham. I mean, he was at the peak, at peak of his career, yep. and so was Sproles. I mean, they were both outstanding players. And, of course, and, Drew Brees. And they had other – oh, Brees without a doubt, and they had really really good receivers as well. So, yep. you know, they, they were pretty loaded down, that team. I mean, that, that was a big challenge. And I, but this offense is a little bit different. They're challenged, Mike. They really are. I mean, yeah. the quarterback yeah. no, position no, – no, no. You know, the offensive line, uh, the tight end position is not very strong, and the receiver position without Michael Thomas is not very strong. So, um, you know, they, they, have, they have some issues on the offensive side, thus the 26th-ranked offense in the NFL right now. I mean, that's near the bottom. So, right. you know, we've got to go out and just stop them from, from – uh, having any type of big plays down the field. And I think we'll, you know, we'll have some success, a lot of success against this team. Now, you and I had talked uh, before we got on the uh, air here, and uh, we, we spoke about how Miami might attack their defense. And you made the observation that you like two tight ends this week. And I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that gives us a little bit of – I'm not going to say an advantage, but a little bit of bulk to deal with their defensive line because their defensive line is really, really, really good. Yes, they are very, very good. I mean, their defense as a whole is pretty solid, but it starts with the guys up front. I mean, if you watched the game at all last week against Tampa, I mean, they had Brady frustrated, and a lot of that had to do with the amount of pressure they were getting with basically a four man rush. Yep. You know, Jordan is outstanding. Um, oh God, what's the other fellow's name across the line? Davenport. There? Davenport. I mean, uh, they're really, really good football players. I mean, Davenport he is, is the third-rated edge rusher. Yeah. And uh, Jordan is the 18th. So Yeah. And, and the two tackles in between them are 8th and 27th. 
Right. I mean, not not bad. No. Right? I mean, that's a pretty solid defensive line going against two tackles that, oh, God. If Cameron Jordan's going against Jesse Davis, that's a, that's a definite problem. I mean, yep. they're going to have to attack them with double tight end sets. And that will give them an option of, of keeping them in the block and maybe attempting to run the football a little bit and maybe taking Gesicki and moving him out in motion into the slot before the play starts and keeping Smythe in to help block on one of the ends. They have to come up with a very, very good game plan because I don't see our offensive line handling these guys man-to-man or even with five guys blocking on four. I think they're going to have some issues across the board here, Mike. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm concerned about that defensive line matchup. I mean, they are, like I said, they are all good. And, uh, you know, Dieter's had his struggles. Davis has had his struggles. Eichenberg has had his struggles, you know. And, of course, Jackson, you know, the only guy that's that's really playing respectable at this point is Hunt. Right. So, exactly. You know, Hunt is not going to stop four guys. So we're going to have to have some uh, plan B. And then I, I think, you know, your your idea with the tight ends is probably – the way they'll go at least part of the time and uh, i wonder if gasecki will be that second tight end or if you'll bring in uh the kid they drafted or or uh is Sheehan healthy i don't think he is mike i, I haven't seen either. him for a couple of weeks but you know here here's the thing about gasecki being on the field you know we know he's not a very good um blocker but you know, if, if New Orleans is looking across at us and they see Hunter Long in the game or, and they see Gusecki in the game, I mean, it's a big difference as far as I'm concerned. You have to respect Gusecki. You have to. And, you know, if you, if you line them up tight and then right before the play, you get them in the slot, you move them out to the slot, get them in motion from one side to the other, he can create mismatches in that situation. And I think that's why he has to be on the field at the same time. I don't think that you get the same, you're not going to get the same uh, reaction from no, the obviously. New Orleans defense if, if Hunter Long's on the field. Uh, they're not going to respect him in the least. I don't think he's capable of getting down the field nearly as well as Gusecki. He brings a different element to you. And, you know, Mike, the thing is this, too. I mean, if you're going with a double tight end set, I mean, he's basically your third receiver. You know, what would you rather do? You know, have a, have a tight end in there, one running back, and the three receiver sets, you're putting Albert Wilson, you know, maybe Hollins or Isaiah Ford on the field. I don't know if that helps us this week because I don't think he's going to have the time. To well, really no, but get... you, you can flex the running back out. What, what do you mean flex the running back out? You mean you're talking about? Whoever you have back there. Put, uh, putting him in the slot? Yep. You're talking about in a double tight end set or in, in, in a in three a, in a double set? tight end set. Oh yeah. You can do numerous things, Mike. That's why I like the double tight end sets. Yeah. You know, and the fact that you got Waddle on the field with Parker and Gusecki, I did those are our three best weapons on offense in regard to the passing game. So, you know, yeah, you know, and then you have either Gaskins or Duke Johnson on the field. Um, you know, you got guys that are capable of catching the ball out of the backfield as well. I think they have to play a game this week to where you're not going to see a lot of passes down the field. Um, that was for last week against yep. the Jets. You know, yep. this week they're going to have to have a little different philosophy, but they have to get creative in that philosophy. They can't, they can't do what they've been doing, which is, you know, basically, you know, two step drop, 
he's throwing the ball in the flat or he's throwing the quick slant. They have to get creative. And what I mean by that is they're going to have to throw in the flat to the receiver, to the running backs. They're going to have to get Gusecki in motion and maybe just hitting him right off the line of scrimmage. They've just got to do some things that maybe New Orleans hasn't seen yet. And I'll tell you, if we can somehow get to 20 points in this game, I think we win it. That's possible. Well, I mean, I think our defense is going to hold their own. Now, if our offense goes out and, and we, we have turnovers. Yeah, and, I'm just seeing false starts and all that nonsense because of the crowd noise. Yeah. Well, Mike, th- this is the biggest game that they've played. In, uh, when was the last time we had a nationally televised game on Monday Night Football where it was a big a game while. against a team it's on the road? They don't put us on Monday night much. I can't think of who it was. I and, can't either. I mean, this is, this is and, and the, you throw in the fact that it's basically a playoff game to us, right? Um, and to them. You're on the road, right, and to them. You're on the road. The game's important to both teams. You're on the road, and it's on Monday Night Football. I mean, that right there, if you can't get up for that as a football team, then, um, you know, go home. <laughs> Retire. You know, uh-huh, do exactly. what that guy that uh, that I won't mention does. You know, just don't come out there. You know, hurt yourself, hurt the pinky, whatever it is, and, you know, not be seen from us again. You got to be up for this football game. You know New Orleans is going to be. You know, they've got a, they, you know, they've got a real good coach over there. Sean Payton's really, really good. He's going to have them very well prepared, especially on that defensive side. So, you know, Flores and the coaching staff and the players better be ready to roll because the last thing we want to do is be embarrassed on national TV. Well, it wouldn't be the first time. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, right now, this team needs respect. You know, it's so funny, Mike. (laughs) My son calls me upstairs. You know, he's watching the Pro Bowl, uh, one of the Pro Bowl shows. I don't know if it was on the NFL Network or not, but, you know, X-Man's the only man that made it, obviously, yep. from our team. Yep. And and uh, Jakeem Grant made it in the NFC. So, you know, he, um, he I, I still consider him a Dolphin. So, you know, congrats to him, by the way. Um, another great move by Greer, but we won't go there on this show. But anyway, um, so X-Man... They're showing you him and whatnot. So they, they, you know how they put the picture of the player sure. and his stats and everything. They didn't have, it was an X-Man's picture that they posted up there. And my, <laughs> my son turns around to me and says, you see, we don't get any respect at any turn. No. I mean, this is the only guy we have, and they don't even show a picture of X-Man up there. Right. It was somebody like, else. You know, he was in the Pro Bowl last year. You'd think they'd have had a picture. He told me that they did the same thing last year. Yeah, maybe they <laughs> did. I don't know. And I'm like, come on, are you kidding me? And he's like, no, I swear to God. That's funny stuff. It is funny stuff. So I don't know if anybody out there saw that tonight, that Pro Bowl show or whatever it was he was watching. But, um, you know, anyway, the bottom line is we've got, you know, what I was getting at is we got to get some respect. And, you know, if we're going to gain respect and get respect from, from, you know, other fans, and not that I give a shit, but. You know, if we get respect from the networks and so on and so forth, it's got to start Monday night. You know, you got to go out and and you got to kick this team's ass. You got to go out there and, and just, you know, say, hey, you know, we're a team 
to be reckoned with, you know, going forward. And, um, you know, everybody's got to be up to the task. I mean, everybody. Especially the offensive line. It's going to, it's going to rest on their shoulders, you know, uh, on offense and, uh, on defense, I think it's going to rest on the corner shoulders. Yeah. I mean, Mike, listen, here's the bottom line. We know what's going to take place, right? I mean, our offensive line is what our offensive line is. So our def- their no, defense. They've been playing a little better lately. So, Well, they have been, but they, yeah. they're not going to go out and become, you know, the. No. Uh, no. You know, the, no, no. the Miami Dolphins. No, just, just 72 be close to average. Line. Be close right. to average. Right. I mean. What I'm getting at is this, is that, you know, you've got a defensive front that, you know, obviously is, is more talented than our offensive line. So, you know, the, the coaching staff's got to come up with a game plan knowing that, you know, going forward. And that, that's not to say that we, you know, we can't attempt things or do things because anything's possible. But they've got to put the offense in a position to where they can succeed. And, you know, two is going to have to make plays at times, Mike, to where, it's the job he, of the quarterback. He gets pressured, and he does some things on his own, whether it's with his legs or, you know, he scrambles around and hits a guy down the field. He's going to have to make some of those plays, and he's got to eliminate the, the mistakes he made last week. If he does those things, then we've got a very, very legitimate shot at winning this football game. Well, you know, the, the advantage that we have, if there is an advantage, is, is we have Waddle back. Yes. And... uh you know, Lattimore is their best cornerback. He'll probably be on Parker. Right. And if he is, Waddle's going to have a decent matchup. Right. And then you've got Isaiah Ford or Hollins or Albert oh, Wilson, right. whoever it is. It's interesting because every week, one of those guys has come up with a big play, right? And it's not yeah. the same guy every week. I mean, right. last week, it was Isaiah Ford. The week before, it was Hollins who made that, you know, had the big touchdown catch in the end zone. The week before that, it was Albert Wilson who had some big plays in the offense. So, you know, there are guys that are capable of making plays in this game. You know, um, I'd like to see it spread around and to have New Orleans, you know, looking in all directions, like where the hell is this coming from? Because everybody's making plays on this offense right right now. Right. So, you know, somebody else can step up other than those two guys. And hopefully Gusecki has a big game as well, and the running game does what they did last week. I mean, that was a fun thing to watch. Well, you know, back to what you said earlier, you know, Tampa struggled against them. I don't think it's going to be easy. No, there's uh, Mike, it's not going to be easy, <laughs> but nothing's easy. Right. You want to make the playoffs and you go on a seven-game losing streak, you know, nothing's going to be easy going forward. I mean... You know, every week's a new challenge. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, all those factors that we talked about, you know, coming up to this game, I mean, you know, it's big. I mean, it's big. There's a lot of pressure on this team this week. You know, you you lose, you're done. That's that's it. Your season's basically over at that point. So, you know, they know what's on the line. Let's hope they play like they know what's on the line, right? And they play like, uh, you you know, their season's on the line. You know, you want them going out and just competing. And I mean, just competing at a very, very high level. You don't want to see, you know, sloppy play, you know, bad decisions being made by the quarterback, the defenses, leaving guys wide open and allowing the other team to have chunk plays. You know, they have to tackle well. The kicker has to get field goals through because I'll tell you what, Mike, in this game, uh, three points, that's probably going to decide the game. And their their special teams are elite, by the way. Yes, they are. They are. 
There's no question. They're very, very good across the board. Um, where do they, let me see if I can find where they rank on special teams. I mean, I know that, uh, they do an exceptional job and at Mike, listen, this team is very, very well coached, right? I mean, they, they have a lot of shortcomings, but they go out and they they have Rizzi, don't they? Don't they have Rizzi for special teams? I believe so. I believe he's, he's their coach. I mean, they're, they're very well coached team, Mike. And, um, you know, don't expect any, you know, (laughs) don't expect them to come out and just give us a football game. You know, they're not going to give us anything. No, 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 no. We're going to have to earn everything we get. Yep. Yep. No, I I see it being a tough, tough game. And uh, with that, Lewis, do you have a prediction? I do. I think it's your turn to go first. You try to suck. Yeah, you try to sucker me every single week, Mike. I know you're tricked by now. I don't know why you just... Don't go first. All right. I'll tell you what. I'll do it right after we run a uh, DraftKings ad. You got it. DraftKings, the official sponsor. The NFL. Of the NFL. All right. Let's hit it. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 in any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPBN, bet $1 on any team to score, and you win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, so I think it's going to be a tough, tough football game. I'm concerned uh, about the offensive line. I really am. I, <laughs> I just don't know how they're going to stop their defense. But they've got to find a way to do it. And if they can, then I think Miami can win the game. Um, but I have doubts that they will. Uh, I think New Orleans probably edges us by a couple of points, something like uh, 23-21. Hmm. 23-21, okay. Well, I'm going the other way. Um, I will. I do not normally pick. I, I would never pick us on the road in a game in New Orleans. But, you know, as I looked at this game and I looked at the matchups, you know, I like our defense a lot. It's just the offensive side of the football. And I think that they're going to come up with a nice game plan. We're extremely healthy, Mike. That's the other thing. I mean, you know, we're coming into this game. Well, if we get Holland back, we are. Yes. If we get Holland back, right. I know he's still out. I mean, that'll be a big plus if we get him back. But on the offensive side, you know, Parker and Waddle on the field together, Mike, it just hasn't happened in many games. So it's going to be extremely interesting to see. 
And Gasicki. Well, you throw Gasicki in too. Absolutely. Uh, but I was talking more so the two receivers. Mm-hmm. Parker comes back. Waddle's now out. I mean, you want both of those guys on the field. And that way, the other guys are just like, you know, basically in the slot, you know, doing things on the outside. You got Waddle in the middle matched up against somebody else. And, and the guys on the opposite side of Parker can make plays as well. So, you know, I like our defense better than I do theirs, to be honest with you. I like our defense going against their offense better than their offense going against – did I say that right or did I say the same exact thing twice? I like <laughs> our, our offense a little bit better going against their defense than their offense going against our defense. How's right. that? Okay? Just slightly better, Mike. And I think that this is going to boil down the turnovers. And I think that, you know – if Tua has another game like he did last week, turning the ball over, then we're not winning this football game. I don't expect him to do that this week. I think he plays a cleaner game, and I think we wind up winning this game 20 to 16. Okay. 20 to 16, huh? 20 to 16. I give them some field goals. They get a touchdown. I think our defense comes up with more turnovers than their defense does, and that's the difference in the game, and we, and we win it. I like it. Book it. Yep. That's it. We're good to go. All we right. Gotta, we got to wait till Monday to watch our Miami, our Miami Dolphin football team. We got to wait till Monday. That means we'll have to see if we can uh, record Tuesday to tell everybody our thoughts on what happened. Or we record at one o'clock in the morning, Mike, after the game. <laughs> yeah, we could do that too. If they win, we might be so jacked up that that may be the case. If we lose, then yeah, we'll be. Yeah, I need a cooling off period. Yeah, I I will, especially if they don't play a good football game. But uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. Definitely. Um, You know, this is going to be this is going to be a tough listen for everybody because it's very close to the holiday. Everybody's going to be busy preparing for Christmas Eve on Friday tomorrow. But uh, hopefully, everybody can squeeze us in. All everybody that listens, we do appreciate it. You know, thanks for you know for for taking time at this busy time of the year and all through the season to listen to us. We truly, truly appreciate it. And um, you know, again, I want to wish everybody a merry Christmas and uh, the best to uh, to all of our uh, sure. all of our ten fans out there. Enjoy your families. Yes, enjoy them. No question. All right, Lewis, that's gonna about wrap it up, huh? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for joining me this evening. I know it's later than usual. Yep. And uh, everybody, thanks for listening, as Lewis said. And uh, we'll be back right after the game. All right. Let's do it. Fins up, everybody. Fins up. All right. That's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time, be well and take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.